Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Volume. The Three and Out Podcast with me, John Middlecoff, is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. America's number one sportsbook, very easy to use, safe and secure. You get your winnings fast. I cannot recommend it enough. Love gambling with FanDuel. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code Colin so they know we sent you. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, 3 and Out Podcast. How are we doing, everybody? What is going on? Sunday night, Bills destroy the Packers. Seems a little harsh, but that that game was not as close as the final score. A lot going on today. Raiders in shambles. Seattle rocking and rolling. The Eagles, they are sure flying. Let's hope the Phillies fly as well. No one wants to see the Houston Astros win a game. We'll have a, we'll have a big, big podcast for Tuesday as well. Some stuff on Belichick, Sean McVay, uh, Christian McCaffrey's going nuts, Minnesota. A lot, lot going on in football. I can't include it all in today's podcast, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll play the hits here. Josh Allen kind of struggled tonight. But, uh, but yeah, you listen on Collins' feed. Subscribe to 3 and Out feed. Also, check out the Volumes YouTube page. You can listen to us on AMP, the Amazon app as well as uh, follow me on Instagram, at John Middlecoff. It's where we do the mailbag. Fire in those mailbag questions and get them answered here on the show. We do them on Tuesdays, and we do them on Sundays. We put out podcasts. A lot of content. Content never stops because we're content creators, and if you're a content creator, that means you better be creating or you're going to go out of business. So, uh, yeah, let's go. But first, let me tell you about my friends at Turtle Box Audio. Turtle Box, my friends, loyal partners, and let's face it, the best, I repeat, the best portable speaker on the market. First and foremost, it's loud. So you're barbecuing, you're playing golf, you're inside throwing a house party, you're doing whatever you do. You link your phone, your iPad up to Turtle Box, boom, you're slamming in that pad. Then they also have the longest battery life of any audio uh, portable speaker. It's not even close. I mean, look at this thing. For those of you watching on YouTube, it's incredible. Also, for my fans of the NFL and college football, they have the ability to personalize. So if you're a Packer fan, maybe not for long. A Bills fan? How about that? A Bills fan. You want to personalize your turtle box? Boom, get Bills colors on it. Very, very easy to do. You just go to turtleboxaudio.com. Use the promo code John, that's J-O-H-N, $20 off in free shipping. Cannot recommend it enough. I use it at home. I use, I've use. i used it at barbecues. 
you know, when the summer was going, use it at the pool. Uh, that's turtleboxaudio.com, turtleboxaudio.com, promo code John for $20 off. I can't recommend it enough. Go get it. Okay. I think we need to start with the Packers because we thought the Bills were a powerhouse. They're a powerhouse. And they are headed to, I, I would say it would be an upset now if they're not the number one overall seed. We obviously still have a lot of season to go, but they've already beat the Chiefs. And we'll dive into them in a second. But the final score was 27 to 17. The, the game was not that close. The, the score at halftime was 24 to 7. And honestly, it felt like it easily could have been 35 to 7. Here's the thing. And this is where I screwed up. I will take the L. Now, obviously, They've got on record with this. It's a well-reported story. They did not want to trade Devontae Adams, right? The Chiefs were cool with doing it. It was partly their idea. They had a number. They weren't going to go above it, and they traded him. Now, he also wanted to get traded because he had a number. Devontae Adams went to the Packers and said, I'm out. No mas. I'm not playing for you anymore. So even though the NFL is a management league, they were at the spot where he was not going to sign the contract. And they were not going to try to fight with a guy that they really respected. And they basically, I wouldn't say gave into his wishes, but they worked with him. They found a trade partner, which we'll dive into the Raiders here in a second. That's a fucking disaster. And he got traded. And I thought that the group with the defense and the run game would be able to be good enough to maybe not be the consistent number one seed, but win the division, be 11 or 12 wins, because they had the reigning back-to-back MVP. And I think I said this last week, it's pretty clear that I don't care how good you are, in the peak of your powers as a quarterback, you need help around you. Now, does Aaron Rodgers look quite as good as he did last the last couple of years? I don't know. For me, it's hard to say. I mean, he's throwing to guys we've never heard of. Let's face it. Until the draft, you didn't know. Most people listening to this did not watch the University of Reno play college football. They definitely did not watch North Dakota State play football. Why? It's impossible. So anytime you draft wide receivers, I would say based on recent history, we've seen a lot of guys come in and have a lot of success. But most of the receivers that have come in and had, I would say, relatively immediate success have been bigger program guys. Whether it be a guy from Clemson, a guy from Ohio State, a guy from the SEC, a guy from the Pac-12 or the Big 10 or the Big 12, right? They are programs that if you just a couple times during the year are screwing around on Saturday, even if you're not some diehard college football fan, you might run into CeeDee Lamb, T. Higgins, Justin Jefferson, some of these players, right? Debo Samuel, uh, DK Metcalf, where when you get players like the Packers draft, you don't really know much about them. And clearly they're very dependent on these two guys contributing at a high level. Now, they were never going to be able to fill Devontae's shoes. That's impossible, right? You would have to hit to get a guy to fill his shoes immediately. Even if it was just, even if it was two players, they would both have to be, probably both guys would be catching 50 balls each and getting you five or six touchdowns, seven touchdowns each. Like that was never going to happen. But I did think it was going to be much more functional than it's been because their passing game blows. It wasn't until the fourth quarter when Rodgers threw that touchdown and it felt like the game was well over. And it turned out to be pretty meaningless. Unless you bet on the uh, Green Bay Packers. And it was very meaningful because it helped them cover the spread. But like, the Packers are bad. Like, they they are just a bad football team. They're 3-5. and Now, they got a game coming up against the Lions. 
and they're playing in Detroit, and Dan Campbell is in shambles. But then I look, their next three games are Cowboys, Titans, at the Eagles. So let's even give them a win against the Lions, which I'll be honest, Lions clearly aren't that good, but they play in a lot of weird games, and if a ball just bounces their way, are going to win one of these weird games. Like, the Lions aren't going 1-16. and 16. They're going to go 3-14 and 14 or 4-13. and 13. That means they're going to run into a couple wins when they are 7, 8, 10-point underdogs. That, that's just a reality probably of their season. So, I think the Packers should win that game. Historically, they've kicked the shit out of the Lions. But I haven't seen a team like this from Green Bay when Aaron was playing well. Because remember the season when McCarthy got fired, Aaron looked terrible. It looked like he had kind of checked out. It was the biggest reason, in my opinion, that they drafted Jordan Love because he had been trending bad McCarthy's year. And then Rodgers' first year with LaFleur, even though they went 13-3, and it didn't feel like he was right. Like, as just a you know guy that has watched football players for a living for a long time now, it felt like he was trending the other direction. Now, that clearly wasn't the case, but you got the Cowboys, Titans, and Eagles, so now that you have a good version of Aaron Rodgers, like, even if they just, if they lose two of those, so they beat the Lions, and then they lose two out of the three, you're talking about a five and seven football team. Or excuse me, a, a four, they beat the Lions, win one, yeah, they beat five and seven. Five and seven, I mean, I, how are they ever going to go on a run? Like, I, I don't see them, like, I think it's fair to say, this team is not a playoff team. Like, this team is screwed, which it was pretty clear by the numbers coming in tonight, and you went, well, they're probably not going to beat the Bills. We start looking at their schedule, like, it's pretty wild. Like, they're more likely headed toward 6-11 and 11 than 9-8, and eight, you know? And any time that you have a $50 million quarterback it's one thing to miss the playoffs by a game or two. It's another thing to be drafted near the top 10. And 6-11 and 11 might get you in the top 10. And then I think you start asking yourself, like, what do you do? I mean, what if you have a chance to kind of move up, get one of these quarterbacks? We saw how he reacted last time. And I'm not blaming Rodgers here, right, for this season. But you do have to contemplate how often you're up there in that franchise drafting that high. It would make things very complicated. And that's where they're headed. Because this season has been an utter disaster. Uh, talk about the Bills. What's weird about the Bills, right, is I, I would say they look to me, I, I guess if you go 15-2, and two, you can only lose one more game. But I, I think 15-2 and two is pretty doable. I mean, they're, they're clearly the cream of their division's crop. How, how are they going to lose a, a game in their division? Like, who's the Dolphins? I know they beat them, but, but think of what a miracle that vic- they're beating them again. They're beating the Patriots both times, and they're clearly beating the Jets both times. You see Zach Wilson? Like, that ain't happening. They won today pretty convincingly against Aaron Rodgers, and obviously, like we just talked about, a 6-7 win Packer team, with Josh Allen playing about as poor game as you're going to see him. I mean, th- those two picks he threw <clears throat> looked like he was, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, Jacoby Brissett. Like, I- I've been watching Josh Allen, and he had moments in this game where it hit me, and I, I tweeted this out on Elon's app, that uh, you remember mid, if, if you're my age, you know, you're born in the 80s and you grew up on Shaq and not just like Shaq that like played for the Lakers, but the guy that played at LSU and then the guy that got drafted by the Orlando Magic and then even early on before Phil Jackson, he was such a freak. You would watch Shaquille O'Neal play and I remember going to see him play when he was with the Orlando Magic and then again early on with the Lakers against the Sacramento Kings. And you just be like, what am I watching? 
The dude was so much bigger than everyone else. He could run and jump. He was just, he's an anomaly. He, like He's an all-time physical outlier. And there are times when you're watching Josh Allen, you go, what the fuck am I watching? Just how fast he is. How quick he is. Like Now, you can say Cam Newton had that. But for the most part, Cam Newton was never consistently throwing the ball like this. Like Cam Newton never went to the playoffs back-to-back years. Like Josh Allen is going to compete for the number one seed literally every single year. I mean, we're watching like John, John Elway meet Stan Marino. And tonight, if I had to give him a, a letter grade, I don't even know if they do that in schools anymore. Uh, to me, his letter grade would be like a C-minus. They can win C-minus games by double-digit points. Like, this team is really, really good. And to me, their biggest advantage, because obviously now when you get a player of his caliber and you're winning a lot, you're only going to get judged on winning big in January. Like, that is the standard in which they're at. Like, ultimately, they're going to win a ton of regular season games for the foreseeable future. This year, next year, going forward. They're going to get judged, can you win games in January? Like, ultimately, the Chiefs, like, they proved they could do that, right? They went to a couple Super Bowls. They won one. We know they can win big. In January. Now, we've also seen them. I mean, last year they, you know, blew it against the uh, uh, against the Bengals. And, you know, that first year with Mahomes, they lost to Brady. But we've seen them. They, they beat the 49ers to win the Super Bowl. The Bills got to win some big games. And basically, they're going to get judged on. They're going to play the Chiefs. Like, that game feels very unavoidable. Can he do it? Can Josh Allen, can Sean McDermott win that game? And for the first time... They're going to get that game at home. And that's a really big deal, especially with that home crowd. Because forever, Peyton Manning, and I grew up as a kid loving Peyton Manning. He couldn't beat the Patriots. He couldn't win in Foxborough. But he always had to win in Foxborough. And then finally, the year that he won the Super Bowl, they got him in Indianapolis. And if you remember in that game, I'm pretty sure they were down like 24-3 to and had that crazy comeback. And then Marlon Jackson, the Michigan safety, ends up picking Brady off at the end of the game. But he finally got over the hump. And to me, the biggest reason he got over the hump, it was going to be very, very difficult for him to win in the elements. Now, that's not going to be an issue with Josh Allen. He can play in the elements on the road. But it is very difficult when you're playing your equal to beat them away from home in January in a one-off game. And I think the Bills having the number one overall seed, like they're going to be strictly judged. And I think we're already at that point, like as long as they don't have some catastrophic injury to Josh Allen, to Diggs, on can they win two games, you know, in January. <clears throat> and they're going to get a bye, and then they're going to host, who knows, a Titans team, you know, whoever. We can pick some AFC team and then play the Chiefs. And if they win those two games, to me, I, you know, they've never won a Super Bowl, so I can't say it's Super Bowl or bust. Like, you get to the Super Bowl, I'm sorry, that's a successful season for the Bills, and just let the chips fall where they may. Now, based on the NFC, you would say they're probably going to be the favorites. Now, who knows? Maybe them or the Eagles. I guess we'll see how good the Eagles get if they play the Eagles. I mean, it's going to be difficult for the Eagles to get there as well. But that's what they're going to be judged on, winning those two games at home in January. And that's fun. If you're a Bills fan, like, that's your franchise just a couple years ago was a joke, right? And now you're held to the standard of, like, we're just getting judged off playoff wins and losses. That's all we're judged on. That means you got a pretty good operation. Sean McDermott, Brandon Bean kicking ass. Football season is underway, so now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up using the promo code COLIN. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from money line to point spreads to player props. 
you can combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. The app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Get paid your winnings fast. So sign up today with promo code Colin for your no-sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bet $5. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 533-42-ARIZONA, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat, Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG, Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia, 1-877-770-STOP, Louisiana or 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York, Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-888-9789, Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700, Wyoming. Visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Speak about someone that's not kicking ass. You know, for whatever reason, I was thinking about watching this game a little bit this morning. Some things just don't work, even though they should. Like, and it happens a lot in football, right? A coordinator is a really good coordinator, and then he becomes a head coach, and he just sucks. And it just does not work. And you're like, I, I can't put my finger on it. And then some coordinators, even Josh McDaniels, right? For all the guys that have come over the years with New England, you're like, yeah, Patricia, that guy's going to be head coach. Terrible head coach. Joe Judge, dude's coach special teams. That ain't going to work. And it happens over and over and over. Or a lot of times that we can label guys like, I I can't see that working. Steve Sarkeesian. It's like, yeah, this ain't going to work in Texas. I've seen him coach at USC. Didn't work. But Josh McDaniels, even though he had some red flags, right? Red flags. Lasted a year and a half in Denver. Was a complete disaster. Was run out of the building. Everyone hated him. And then just several years ago, I guess it's about five now, he literally accepted a job, hired coaches, and then quit. I don't think we've ever seen that before. It's unprecedented. Might not ever see it again. But once he got this job, it's like, well, 
Feels like he's got his shit together. You listen to him talk, he's impressive. All the players that played for him, and I've met a couple personally, they always spoke highly of him. They thought he was really smart. People in that New England operation always thought that he was a big reason why they had a lot of success. And then you watch him coach for the Raiders. And he inherits a team that won 10 games. They traded for Devontae Adams. They signed Max, or I mean, they extended Max Crosby. He's one of the best pass rushers in the league. They have a stable quarterback. And then they play Dennis Allen, who, as you know where I stand on Dennis Allen, he's not a good coach. He has not been good this year at all. And he beats the living crap out of Josh McDaniels. The Raiders did not cross the 50-yard line today, the 50-yard line, until under four minutes to go in the game. And Derek had already been yanked from the game. That was as gutless as an embarrassing performance as you will see in the NFL. Everything they've done has been a disaster this season. They were somewhat forced into extending Darren Waller. He's been MIA. He hasn't produced, and he's been injured, and he hasn't played, and it's, that's not helping. Derek Carr is regressing. Like He's getting worse by the week. Part of hiring Josh McDaniels right, was offensive guy, great offensive schemer. Him and Derek should work very seamlessly together. You get Devontae Adams, his former college teammate, and the peak of his powers to go along with Renfro, to go along with Josh Jacobs, and it's just not working. Zero points against the Saints. Like, the Saints defense has not been playing well. Like, I just don't even know what to say. And some things should work, and they just don't. Like, we have more than enough evidence to know, kind of like, Josh McDaniels is a disaster as a head coach. It, it ain't working. And you can't tell me, well, he needs a year to get his guys in. He literally just inherited a team that won 10 games last year when their coach was fired on a Monday night football game in October and their star wide receiver killed someone in their dog within a two-week span. Their interim coach led him to the playoffs. Now, did they overachieve a little? Sure. But the Raiders, I mean, you're looking at like a five-win team. I looked at the standings. They would be drafting seventh overall. They were the fifth seed last year. Like, that's how, what is going on? And it's just, the Josh McDaniels experiment is an utter disaster right now with the Raiders. Speaking of something that's not an utter disaster, one thing that kind of went viral today is Tyler Lockett uh, said after the game that uh, something that his high school coach told him, I think, it's amazing. And this is a statement that, you know, most young kids in athletics are taught. I think your parents try to teach you this, that it's amazing what people can accomplish when, uh, I don't want to screw up the quote. Oh, it's amazing what people can accomplish when no one cares who gets the credit. Basically, you know, it's a team environment. We're all working as one for the greater good. And if you watch his entire statement, because a lot of people are like, taking shots at Russ. I actually did not think he was taking a shot at Russ. Because when you watch the press conference, he's not sitting up there by himself. He's up there with Geno Smith, who was having a fantastic season, and DK Metcalf. And I think what he was saying was just kind of representing who they are. Like, when you watch the game this morning, and I didn't watch much of it, but I watched the ending. And Russell led the Broncos on a pretty sweet comeback against the Jags. Trevor Lawrence was throwing some terrible picks. And of course, when Russell Wilson is on a team and the game ends, the sideline reporter grabs Russell Wilson. No matter good, bad, indifferent, he is the superstar on the team. He is bigger than the team. 
And I've said this for a while now. You guys know where I stand. Unlike Peyton and unlike Brady and unlike Mahomes and unlike Josh, he doesn't seem like one of the guys. He seems kind of like, a, like you know, like when uh, Justin Timberlake was in NSYNC. It's like, yeah, there's five guys in this band, but there's one guy carrying the thing. <clears throat> That's how Russell always kind of carried himself. And his teammates over the years have kind of, you know, reiterated that through their own words on different podcasts, different interviews and stuff. Like, it's not even debatable. But when Tyler Lockett was talking, I don't think he was specifically even thinking about Russ. I think he was specifically thinking about the group that they have. They're five and three. They just beat the Giants. Like, let's face it. I watched a lot of that game. Seattle's pretty solid. Like, they're pretty good. And a big reason they're pretty good is their quarterback's playing at a pretty high level. But also, they don't feel... And DK, in a weird way, is kind of understated with this squad. Tyler Lockett's always very low-key. And Geno Smith is very, very under the radar. So they have a group of guys that most people, beside DK Metcalf, couldn't point out of a lineup. And they're overachieving. They're playing as a unit. Because they kind of had to. Because let's face it, the last several years, the Seattle Seahawks were just like Russell and everybody else. That's the way we talked about them. That's the way broadcasters talked about them. That's the way it felt when you watched them play. It was like, oh, Russell's got to pull this out of his ass. And he usually did. And they would win their 10 to 12 games and they would compete to make the playoffs. They would be in the playoffs and they would get knocked out because it just always felt like one guy. And maybe just naturally, because of the way Russell was, the way Russell played, that's how your team became. You kind of became your superstar. Well, now they don't really have a superstar, and they just kind of play as a unit. And I'm watching them. They're 5-3. and three. Like They look like a 10-win team. Now, can Geno maintain this all season? I don't know why I'd bet against him. He, he's been pretty consistent all year. Whenever I watch him, I go, that looks like a solid NFL quarterback. This does not feel fluky. Like when I watch Daniel Jones or when I watch Zach Wilson or you watch some of these guys, you're like, I don't know if that's sustainable. You watch Gino, throws a beautiful ball. He's got a big-time arm. He's been really accurate. He's well over 70% this season. Like when I watch them and clearly the way they talk, but the way they play, like I think it's going to translate. Now, do I think they're going to win playoff games or do I, would I even pick them to win the division? Like, no, but I, I do think they can make the playoffs. And I, I would actually, I still think the 49ers end up winning the division but I think Seattle's probably a wild card, especially with the shape of the NFC season. Uh, and then last but not least, the Eagles. Phillies, Phillies having a good little run here. Phillies in the World Series, 1-1 headed to Philly. And the Eagles have not lost. And their offensive line just put it out a record. But watching that game today, or just highlights, I turned it on. I mean, that was a pretty boring game. The Eagles beat the shit out of them. Is everyone's going to make mistakes at their job. Right. In most of our jobs, no one knows about our mistakes. I've made mistakes. You've made mistakes. We've all made them. But no one knows beside maybe our boss at a company or maybe our partner at a company or, you know, in a marriage, maybe just your wife. When you're in a super public job, like being a general manager of an NFL team, it's impossible not to make a mistake. It's, it's literally impossible. Now, like I said, it's literally impossible to not make mistakes in life. So when you're a general manager of a team in the NFL, especially a team in a major market, your mistakes are magnified tenfold just because your fan base is massive. People care about your team. It's a big deal. And you actually get, they end up talking more about your mistakes than they do sometimes about your successes because I think humans in a weird way can be naturally a little negative and it's impossible to avoid. Now, some mistakes are bigger than others, right? Missing on a first round pick or missing on a huge free agent signing is much worse than you know, 
missing on a third round pick or making a bad trade where you flipped a fourth round pick. We all agree with that. And sometimes in a draft, when you pick a player who then the following pick is a superstar is one that your fan base doesn't live down. And Howie Roseman is clearly one of the best GMs in the league. And he made a major mistake with Jalen Rager. But Howie's skill, and I think Belichick is the best at this, and I think Howie's not far behind, is he will not hold on for dear life. And any successful person always talks about the best thing you can do with a mistake is pivot off of it, not hold on forever. And a natural thing for any general manager to do is hold on too long. Why? Because I drafted the player. And the reason I drafted the players because once a time, once upon a time, I believed in them. The problem is like once you get the information that that guy is not good, you got to pivot. And when you take the wrong player and then the player that you could have had becomes Justin Jefferson, that one's hard to shake. But Howie wasn't just able to shake it. He basically found an equivalent of Justin Jefferson. He was able to kick Jalen Rager to the curb because he used his first round pick to get A.J. Brown. And A.J. Brown, I look today, is 25, just a couple years older than Justin Jefferson. So it's not like they acquired like Devontae and Tyree Kill. Th- those guys are 29 years old. Those guys in their contract are going to be well over 30, 30, 31, 32. A.J. Brown is, you know, still five years away. He, he just turned, thir- he just turned uh, 25 like three months ago. He gets A.J. Brown, who right now is basically 40 catches, 650 yards, five touchdowns through seven games. I mean, he's on pace for a massive fucking year. And you watch him, total eye test guy. So was the Jalen Rager mistake bad? Of course it was. Do you think Howie knew it a lot quicker than he you know, publicly acknowledged when he traded him? Of course he did. But he didn't keep forcing it like, I hope this guy's going to figure it out. I hope this guy's going to figure it out. I hope this guy's going to figure it out. The following year, he drafts Devontae Smith. And then the following year, he flips a one for A.J. Brown. And now he has his team, and mainly his quarterback, looking like a star. Like you watch, and I understand Pittsburgh's bad, but you watch Jalen play with A.J. Brown and you just go, this works. This is going to translate. They have chemistry. Like this is just, like you don't, I don't care how good you are. Like part of like Tannehill and A.J. Brown, like Tannehill was viewed as a pretty good quarterback. Most people, including myself, never thought in a million years that Jalen Hurts could be as good as Ryan Tannehill one day, like a couple years ago. I didn't think that was possible. I didn't think he threw the ball well enough. Yet they surrounded him with top flight receivers even after they missed on a first round wide receiver and they upgraded. Because you could argue that, now, of course, if they could do it over, they just would have taken Justin Jefferson. But it's hard. Like, is there that big of a gap between Justin Jefferson and A.J. Brown? Because based on this year, A.J. Brown is a top three or four wide receiver in the league. And on days like today, he can be the best wide receiver in the league. He can be every bit as good as Justin Jefferson. I mean, he can be, him and Christian McCaffrey were literally the best players in the National Football League today. That was an unstoppable force. And then you watch him, you go, who is covering this guy? His physicality, his skills, his his ball skills, just how smooth he is, his cohesion with his quarterback. Uh, I mean, the Eagles, man, they are, their offensive firepower, if their quarterback's going to play like that with Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown, and obviously their tight end's good, their running back's good, their offensive line's good, their defense is improved. They uh, they look like the real deal, man. They look like the real deal.
Volume. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 